and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane Adventures, and of course, inevitably, Torchwood. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the credulous Matt. Hello there. Well, Matt, another week, another episode of Torchwood. Random shoes this week. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just watched it this morning, yeah. David. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know this, but you texted me last night asking if we could do an early record. I haven't watched the episode, yep. so my plan was to get up early and watch it ready in time, because what time is it now? Quarter past nine. Uh, yeah. David, I just went to bed praying I died in my sleep. <laughs> I can't say I blame you. I, I mean, I, I, cannot I, I, had remember, a... I cannot remember a period where we would have been more checked out on this podcast. Like, like <laughs> there were dark times in Doctor Who, times I didn't really care. But this yeah. is... This is woeful, isn't it? It's just poor television. It, yeah. it, 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 it absolutely beggars belief that it got recommissioned for Series 2. If this was the the best that they were coming up with, um, I, yeah. I, I, so spoilers, folks. I guess we're still not enjoying Torchwood. Uh, the thing is, <sighs> like, uh, we we mention this quite a lot, David. Yeah. We, we don't spend a great deal of time with each other outside this podcast at the moment. Like, I, no. I, I I don't think I've seen you this year. Maybe uh, possibly not. You've not you've not shown up to any D and D sessions this year, have you? I think I've been to one, and I don't. And it was probably one there. that I missed. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I just think once we finally, you know, come together again after Torchwood, we're going to be like old war buddies that have survived true terror. You know, I, I don't think we're going to talk. We're just going to sit each in our chairs. And just a solemn acknowledgement of what we've been through. <laughs> you might be onto something there. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy, this is. Um, yeah, this has not been a fun experience so far, has it? Um, but uh, you know what will happen. We'll we'll say all this, and then people will be on Twitter like, "Oh, series three, so good though." Uh, like, do you know what? Right, if you're one hell. of those people yeah. that have sent us a message just going, "Stick with it, series three. You're a f***ing joke, right? <laughs> You're an absolute discredit to the human race. I, like, honestly, I don't... It, it, it's basically like someone saying, like, yeah, repeatedly smashing yourself in the testicles with a cricket bat, that's horrible. Yeah, but, but honestly, the relief you'll feel when you stop doing that makes it so worthwhile. Like... Is, is this, like, a collective joke on me? <laughs> are Ant and Deck going to jump out the cupboard uh. and just go, oh, serves you right for not enjoying midnight? Like... <laughs> but the, do you know, uh, what's, no, even, I, I, do you know I, I, what's even scarier than that idea, David? The idea that it's that? not a joke and people legitimately enjoy this absolute garbage I don't. I, I mean, I. I don't know. Is the honest answer because, like I say, I, when when I previously attempted to watch Torchwood, I checked out after Cyberwoman. I was like, no, nope, 
this is this is not my cup of tea. Um, and it turns out, so far at least, I was absolutely right in that assessment. And I, well, <laughs> and I could have just carried on blissfully. The law of averages uh, state there must be someone out there that prefers Torchwood to Doctor Who. I certainly know there are people out there for whom Torchwood was their gateway into Doctor Who. Um, there probably are some like hardcore Barrowman fans or whatever mm. who, for Absolute. whom Torchwood is where it's at. Just the shit stains on the nappy of society. Yeah. But but the other thing is, as a vehicle for John Barrowman, Torchwood fails. He's I think. barely in it this week. At one point, he's, he's, I... I legitimately rewound this week's episode because there's a bit <laughs> where Gwen and Owen are talking, and yeah. I, I was writing my notes at the time, and you just hear him like, "Oh, hey, cut it out, you two. And I had to rewind it to see if he actually said that or if that's a soundbite they just embedded to give the impression I think it, he was there. It was... Oh, good. Did you see him on screen? Yeah, he was there. But it, it could have been old just, footage just from another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were there were logistical reasons why this episode is the way it is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in due course. Um, but... Uh, yeah, look, I, 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 I want to be clear. I entered into doing Torchwood in good faith. I was like, Matt's going to struggle with week after week of Classic Who, which was the other route we could have gone down. So I was like, let's do the RTD era spin-offs. I've never seen them either. That will be something different. And um, people say, Torchwood, it's an up and down affair, but there's some really good stuff. So I was like, great, okay, I can take the rough with the smooth, you know. Some of my favourite things in life are Doctor Who and sketch comedy, <laughs> both of which, by their very nature, are extremely hit and miss. Um, but this is... I, 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 I've yet... Where are the hits? Where, where are the hits, man? No. Um, so, yeah. Well, we, how are you feeling, Matt? If I, if I said to you tomorrow... Shall we just pack in Torchwood? What would you, what would your honest response to that be? Well, the the completionist in me would say, let's finish series one. Yeah. But then if we did something else, the voice in my head would be like, well, you've done series one, Matt. In for a penny, in for a pound. We're, we're going to have to do it all. Solely because yeah. if we do it all, we never have to do it again. If we don't do it, people... You, you know, the morons that love Torchwood are going to be like, oh, I'd love you to do a little bit more. You know, every week, yeah. every week, David, right? You yeah. get at least one tweet saying, oh, I really like this episode. And, yeah. you know, and that's not just like, say, for example, this week, everyone could have gone, this is it, this is the one, this is the one I really like. And we all collectively agree this is the best episode. But every week seems to be someone's favourite episode. <laughs> it's it's astonishing, isn't it? I don't... Yeah. I, I, I genuinely I, feel... On a fundamental level, like, I don't get it. I, I just feel since we stopped doing Doctor Who, I've just had one big mental episode. Like, <laughs> like am I actually in... Is this like Shutter Island and I'm actually in a psychiatric ward dreaming this? <sighs> who knows who knows um 
but anyway, I guess I guess I I'm kind of with you. Like I I have I have the the disease that is completism, and if we weren't doing this for the pod, I would be dragging my unwilling uh, self through every episode of Torchwood for the sake of ticking it off the list. Yeah. For 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 no other reason. I want to be clear. At the moment, this show has demonstrated literally no redeeming qualities to me. If, if other than if I okay, if I said to you, what is the best thing about Torchwood that we've seen so far? What is the one thing okay. you love uh, about Torchwood? Okay, love is a very strong word. The one thing that I would say, the standout thing for me so far in Torchwood is the performance of Bern Gorman as Owen. Now, to be clear, I detest Owen as a character. I think he is an awful person. I do not enjoy spending time with that character. But I have to say, hats off to Bern Gorman. He makes an absolute, you know... He does the uh, the best he possibly can with his material every week. I believe in that character in a way that I frankly don't about anyone else in the Torchwood team who are, almost without exception, some of the most wooden actors I have ever seen as the ostensible leads of a, of, of a medium-budget television programme. I mean, that's it. You know, the production is cheap and tacky. The music is bad. The the stories are almost universally awful. Um, the connections to the Doctor Who universe are either non-existent or when they do happen, so poorly handled that I wish they were non-existent. Um, so far, this show genuinely has... Um, has been well under my already low expectations. Yeah. It's actually surprised me how bad Torchwood remains week after week for me. Yeah. Mate. Like, uh, what about you? Is there anything positive you can say about the experience so far? Um, on, honestly, I don't. Nothing springs to mind. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Do, do, you, do you agree with me that the the Bern Gorman as Owen is is playing the part well? Yeah, like you know, I think he. I think he is. He is head... detestable, and every week we comment how yeah. detestable he is. Yeah, yeah, and and like and through that, he's the only character that's ever given me any laughs. Mm. Like. There are a, cu- a couple of moments where he, he where he plays a line just right and, and it like catches you off guard and you have a good chuckle. Um, but yeah, I, it's like oh dear, I don't know. Like this episode's a good example where I mean I think you put it best last week when you said for half a minute you thought it was going to be interesting. And then you thought one second further and realised it wasn't. Like, <laughs> I, I always feel there's a nugget somewhere of a good premise and it just mm. always shits the bed. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it, it squanders it every week. Yeah. Doesn't it? And it, and it gets... 
it's just sad after a while, isn't it? Yeah, it just <laughs> like I I can I can imagine a show having like you know having a bit of a wobbly start. The the, the world is full of, of of TV shows that have a little bit of a wobbly start, find their feet, and by the end of the you know the first series, they're smashing it out of the park. But yeah. I I struggle to see how that's going to suddenly. How do we how do we turn around this oil tanker of a disaster of a show? I don't know. From from at now this on, stage. when we do listener tweets, if anyone tweets going, oh, I really like. No, I was going to say if anyone tweets saying I really like this, I, I I'm just going to absolutely slay them. But then people will send us that thinking it's funny. So if you yeah. like, I, if you I, like I, this, just screw off. Just get a life. <laughs> Have a serious word with yourself. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, I'm of the opinion it takes all sorts. I I, I love that uh, Doctor Who fandom is such a diverse thing, and and Doctor Who, as a show, can sustain so many different tones and ideas. I think that is one of the great delights that I find in it. But need I remind you, this is Torchwood, but, not Doctor Who, and Torchwood well, does yes, none of those this is things. things. <laughs> um, I kind of. I, I genuinely would quite happily jettison Torchwood from my head cannon, and may well still do so when when we get to the end of it. it. You know, maybe maybe I'll come around on it in series three, like everybody says. But so far, the the prognosis isn't good. No. Let's put it that way. Do, do um, think, anyway, hold on. One final question, because we've done quite okay, an hour and okay, we haven't okay. done anything. Do you think you would rather I? did some sort of eternal sunshine magic and erased your memory <laughs> of Torchwood. So just, so just you could go back to it having been somewhat of a mystery and a curiosity to you. No, absolutely not, because, as I say, completist, I would end up watching it again. Mm. You know? So you, I, I would just be torturing myself for a second time. Yeah. The, the, one, the one crumb of comfort I get from doing this every week, Matt, is knowing... I've done that one now. We I never, never have, have to, to watch it again. it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I genuinely, I find solace in that thought. Wow. Um, anyway, how's, how's your week, week been? been? Yes, <laughs> insane. Uh, well, uh, do you want to start? It's only been a few days because we did a late recording last week. If you've listened to last week's we episode did. and you think, oh, crikey, the editing's not that good. It's because we recorded it at the eleventh hour. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, know. bit bit up to the wire, wasn't it? Um, but I was lucky enough, David, since to visit York Hot Air Balloon Festival. Oh, how did that work out for you? Um, it it was great. I had a great time, but somewhat disappointing in that I assumed I'd just be able to give a man twenty quid and go in a balloon. Turns out, not allowed. Oh. Yeah, health and safety. They they got regulations for that sort of thing, have they? Who thought? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, in some ways, I'm a very intellectual man, and in others, I'm really not. I just assumed I'd be able to walk up and just go. When when you go up, can I come with you? And uh, (laughs) no, no. So you got to stand stand and watch a load of balloons go up. Were there any of those like novelty ones? Uh, There was one in the shape of. Like the King's Guards head and helmet. Obviously, God save the King. Yeah. Very, 
Yeah. That, that one got a big round of applause when that one went up. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah. I bet it did. I think every flag shagger in York stood up and saluted. Uh, <laughs> but the best one, there was one in the shape of a pirate ship, so it just looked like a big airship. I liked that one. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, that's pretty cool. And then I had a really nice Chinese, and we came back later on because basically they all fly about two miles down the road, get in a big van and drive back. So when it's dark, they turn all the burners on and like light up the big field and everyone has a big party. Ah, good times. That sounds nice. Party that was DJed, David, by Red Dwarf's own Craig Charles. Oh, excellent. You know what? I, I, I occasionally catch his show on Six Music, the Craig Charles Funk and Soul Show. Yeah. It's a pretty good listen. Well, I managed to see Craig Charles Funk and Soul Roadshow. I imagine there's a nice. lot of crossover between the two. Yes, I expect so. He probably plays the exact same records. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so... Then... I don't think I did much yesterday. No, I didn't really. How about you? I had a surprisingly, uh, I, I had a surprisingly eventful Saturday. Oh, uh, yesterday. Um, visited a castle uh, and rescued a injured baby wood pigeon. Oh, which castle, if you don't mind me asking? Helmsley. I do not. Oh, that's a, that's a good one as well. Yeah, Cracking Castle. Never been before. Did you go up After Sutton all Bank this time? or did you go the caravan route? That's the question everyone asks when someone goes to Helmsley. <laughs> Would the caravan route be go- going up uh, through Kilburn? That's correct, yeah. Or is that... Yeah. Uh, well, we had to because uh, the, the main road up Sutton Bank's closed at the moment, if you recall. Wow. Imagine if you don't live locally and you're not interested in, like, <laughs> like local roads. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, I mean, it's nice going that way. You get a lovely view of the horse. You do, you do. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but there's an amazing fish and chip shop in Helmsley as well. Mm. We just availed ourselves of Thomas the Baker's when we were there. Because, uh, of course. It's HQ as well, it's, Ground it's, Zero. It's HQ, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, very nice. Had myself a vegetable pasty and a heckles cake. Ah, uh, nice. Nice. I, I and, won't lie. Uh, um, I got excited because yeah. when I knew we were doing a morning recording, I was like, that's fine because once we're finished, I'm going to walk into town and get a bacon sandwich. But Thomas the Baker's isn't open on a Sunday, is it? I'm going no, to have to think it is. have to slum it and go to Greg's. Uh, well, you know, needs must, eh? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so we encountered... It was literally... <laughs> It was just as we were driving out of our road, or, or, you know, onto onto the main road. Uh, we were already setting off about nearly two hours later than we'd originally planned. Yeah. As is life with how, with a, with a three going on four year old. That's so out of character for you, David. <laughs> um, and uh, we we yeah we got a few feet down the road, and then there's this um, little little fluffy downy. Um, and sadly, slightly bloodied um, uh, wood pigeon just just shambling about on the road. So um, my partner just slammed on the brakes, grabbed a towel out the back of the car, um, wrapped it up, and uh, we hightailed it over to the vets and uh, left 
left the wood pigeon with, with them and they said, oh, don't worry, we'll give you a ring uh, later to let you know how it's getting on. So um, we uh, we we took them at their word, went, had a mooch around Helmsley, had a nice look at the castle. Uh, genuinely, listeners, very good castle, worth a visit yeah, if you're in the area. It's in pretty good um, nick, isn't it? It's not like yeah. full ruins. It is a very no, there, there are like there are there are actual complete roofed chambers that you can go in. They've got a lovely uh, sort of small museum area with some of the artifacts um, and plenty of information, especially about uh, the the siege which took place there uh, during the English Civil War. So, if you're interested in that period of uh, British history, that is well worth a butcher's. Um, anyway. We got home, still no word from the vets, uh, so we gave them a ring, uh, and they told us that the wood pigeon was doing uh, doing pretty well. It was in an incubator, um, and it, it, they, they weren't sure whether it had broken its wing or whether it was just, you know, um, sort of just badly bruised or whatever. Uh, but anyway, they, they were a little unsure what, what to do as a next step, because obviously... They, the the vets around here, their main their bread and butter is agricultural stuff. Really, mm. it's you know sticking sticking your forearm up a cow's ass and that sort that sort of vetting. Uh, <laughs> um, but you, you know, let's let's not mince words. It's that it is what it is. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Um, but uh, my my partner who who you know. She her background, if you like, is in is in animal rescue, um, so it didn't take her long to put out some feelers and find the local mad pigeon lady. Okay. <laughs> um, and so the reason we're recording early this morning, listeners, is that um, uh, little Zorbs and my partner are currently on route to Weatherby with uh, little Woody the wood pigeon in tow to deposit deposit him with uh, a lady in Weatherby who looks after injured pigeons and she's wow. gonna she's gonna nurse it back to health wow so there you go what a lovely story ah well I'm glad you think so like I say it's, it's not you know it's rare that I have an actual story with a beginning, yeah, middle, and end to, when, when to, to tell on this podcast. When you said you were waiting podcast. for a call from the vet and they didn't call back straight away, I was worried this was going to be the saddest story you've ever told me. That <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all good. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I, if you like, I'm sure there will be updates later in the week. So uh, maybe next week, listeners, I'll give you uh, a final Woody the Wood Pigeon update. Lovely. Named named by uh, Little Zorbs, by the way. His first draft was to call it Pigeony. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we uh, my my partner was very keen for to to have you know some sort of beautiful uh, name like Sorrel or something like that. But uh, uh, we, we've we've gone with Woody. <laughs> um, Little Zorbs put put his foot down there. Um. So, uh, yes, Matt. Hello. We have two features to get through we before do. we have to talk about this 
rubbish episode of Torchwood. So, well, um, before we get there, where David, do you want to start? Before we get there, yeah. it would be remiss of us not to mention we are exactly two weeks away from the start of the Wheelie Big Quiz. Wheelie Big Quiz. Right. Yeah. You got you got anything you want to add from uh, after last week's announcement? Yeah, give us loads of money, chumps. <laughs> well, don't give uh, it to us. Give approach. it to uh, Cancer Research UK. So in two weeks, mm. our fundraising event begins. Save your pocket money. Give it to a good cause. Yeah, you agreed. Know, if you're thinking of buying a vegetable pasty from Thomas the Baker's HQ. Maybe just keep that money in your pocket. Don't don't shame me for enjoying a vegetable pasty, Matt. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> saying their chicken and stuffing rolls are nicer. Anyway, we, we're doing something a little bit different this week, aren't we, David? We are. We uh, are. Because you couldn't be asked to buy the new issue of uh, DWM. It's, it's not that I couldn't be asked. It's that I really couldn't be bothered. <laughs> um, I, I had a look when I was in Tesco's yesterday, and they didn't have it. And I thought, well, I'm not not walking all the way to WH Smiths. So. Yeah. Well, so, there yeah. we go. So this week, you're going to be doing Letters Letters, and I'm going yes. to be doing Have I Got Who's For You? Yes, because, because fortunately, of course, uh, I get my copy of DWM posted to me on day of release every week. Every month, even. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have so no when come you... back to that. That, that upsets me. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you want to start with first? I've done a lot of talking over the last ten minutes or so. Do, so, shall we do Have I Got Who's For You first, Matt? We can. And then if you click on the news subheading the there. News. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you see? Uh, right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all new, all fresh Have I Got Who's For You. David, the first story comes from Polygon, where it right. is a trailer for a film called The Devil's Hour, starring Peter Capaldi. Ah. Digital probably, spy. Well, yeah. Go on, sorry. I was going to say, probably not much more to say about that other than just like I watch the trailer if that's something that interests you. Yeah, then Digital Spy chime in and it says classic Doctor Who, watch and stream full episodes online. That sounds like an illegal streaming site. <laughs> uh, then we have Stephen Moffat doubts Doctor Who return. It's quite recent for me. <coughs> So, it's unlikely he's on his way back. Mm -hmm. 
then we have Doctor Who and Killing Eve star joins True Detective season four. So that's Christopher Eccleston from the looks of it. Doctor Who John Bishop's death documentary is important to watch. He's doing a documentary. Uh, then we move to Den of Geek. What is the power of the Doctor? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a feature-length uh, episode of Doctor Who that will be uh, wrapping up the Whitaker and Chibnall era of the show um, that I believe will be broadcast at some point in October as part of the BBC's uh, centenary celebrations. Okay. Uh, it will feature... Uh, returning companions uh, Ace and Tegan from the classic series um, and uh, is, uh, I believe, it, it's common knowledge at this point that the Daleks, the Cybermen and the Master will all be featuring and there potentially are other little treats that we're not aware of yet. Um, I think that's a pretty fair summary. Have I missed anything so far, Matt? I don't think so. We could have a look at CBR's Doctor Who Centenary Special, everything we know so far. And uh, No need. Saved you the time. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Bleeding Cool. She-Hulk, attorney at law, has Doctor Who Boba Fett problem. I what? imagine Boba Fett turns up halfway through and blasts She-Hulk whilst the Doctor looks on. Uh, Shall we go uh, to that one? Yes, yeah, because I'm baffled by that. Bearing in mind, I haven't watched the last episode of She-Hulk yet. Is it the last one this uh, that just came out? Uh, is it six episodes so. or is there more? I think there might there be more eight, than six. Because oh, okay, well that's this fine. This week's then. definitely isn't doesn't feel like a series finale. Uh, okay, you've picked one where the website is just one big block of text, but here we go. So this is by Ray Fluck on uh, Bleeding Cool. And he's a real cool guy, David, because listen to this for like an opening statement. So I've been scanning social media after this week's episode of Marvel Studio and Disney Plus's She-Hulk Attorney at Law to see how folks were reacting to Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock Daredevil not showing up. That is a bit of a spoiler, David. Sorry. That's all right. I, I, I figured he wasn't showing up until the finale, so... Let's just say there are a lot of folks out there who were... Out there, hold on, let's just say that there are a lot of folks out there were their feels in a tight bunch. But that's that that sentence makes no sense. Yeah, and, <laughs> they, like, they, that, 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 need, that needs some proofreading. Right. And then they're compounding it by whining about how there was too much Jennifer Walters. She's literally the star of the show. Okay, yeah. so a couple of things to get out the way. First, if you're only watching a series for the guest star who might have a total of 10 minutes on screen, then you need to re readjust your priorities because you're never going to like a show 95% of which you have no interest in from the jump. Blah, blah, blah. Maths let's... is off, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, let's, let's just get to the Doctor Who. Right. Yeah. I reference Doctor Who and the Book of Boba Fett in the headline, and I think they're apt comparisons. With the former, you have Jodie Whittaker saddled with a ton of companions. The need to make everything summer action movie epic and headline grabbing returns from show lot. With the latter, it got to the point where an entire episode uh, of The Book of Boba Fett felt more like a prelude episode for Mandalorian Season 3. In both instances, we have excellent actors who've proven time and time again just how quality they are at their craft. 
not being given those solo moments to show us once again why they are the Doctor, why they are Boba Fett. And that's what I'm afraid is happening with She-Hulk, because up till this week's Oasis and some excellent moments, we've had all, and then it lists all the stars that have appeared. Uh, so yeah, it's basically saying, okay. if you're watching She-Hulk, you're just watching it for the uh, guest cast. Yeah, they're not. Their their point is that they so far the show doesn't seem to be giving Jennifer Walters slash She Hulk sufficient uh, focus. There's but, too too much emphasis on the guests and the the ancillary characters. I think um, I forget the lady's name. It's Tatiana something, I believe, that plays Jennifer. Uh, Maslani. There you go. Yeah. I think she's excellent. She is fantastic. Have you ever seen Orphan Black? No. She is phenomenal in Orphan Black. Right. Um, At the very least, first couple of seasons of that are well worth a watch, if only for her performance. Or should that be performances? So, um, I, I, I don't think this is a spoiler for She-Hulk yeah. this week, David. But you, you know how, when it starts, the title comes up and it says She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I do. I've noticed that. Yeah, well, this week... It In- just interesting creative choice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> for a moment, I, I worried I was watching Torchwood until that comes yeah. up. <laughs> um, but this week, when it comes up, it just, instead of She-Hulk attorney at law, it just says, just Jennifer. And she's just like, oh, it's just an episode about me this week. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, well, that's fine. I... I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm really loving that series so far. Um, Plus, we've gone on record as saying that like one of the best things about the Whitaker era is Whitaker. Everything around yeah. her is a bit poor, but she's pretty good. Yeah, and I and I do think the writer is making a decent argument there that Whitaker hasn't always been given those moments to shine. Uh, it, it, and really kind of strut her stuff to kind of define her Doctor in the way that previous Doctors, especially in You Who, have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is one of the more reasonable criticisms of the Chibnall era, I would say. Um, and it is actually one of the things that has me most worried for the, for the centenary special because all we've been hearing about is all the other stuff that's in it. And at the end of the day, this is a Doctor's regeneration story. So I damn well want the Doctor to be the focus. But obviously, the, the, the title, The Power of the Doctor, that hints that maybe, you know, the Doctor will be front and centre. I sincerely hope so. Um, we should have to wait and see. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, anyone moaning about She-Hulk for... I, I, I think there are there are legitimate nitpicks you could make about the show, but at the end of the day, it is, by and large, nailing exactly what it's setting out to achieve. Yeah. yeah. It's good fun, unlike it? Yeah, unlike, say, Torchwood, which is a show that seems to have absolutely no idea what it wants to be and is failing <laughs> in almost every respect to live up to any of the multiple interpretations of what this show could be. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there we go. Would you like to hear a letter or two, Matt? 
David. from the Galaxy Forum pages of DWM? Now, uh, I, I, I need to focus here because you normally do this bit. David, yeah. shall we let us? I don't believe that is correct, Matt. Ah, oh, see, we're, we're, we're doing our bit, aren't we, where you get it wrong? I think... Uh, am, I, am I right in thinking that it, it's it's time to let us? Oh, I thought it was, it's letters time, baby. Let's go with that, shall we? <laughs> I mean, if you it's want. It's funny. It's peppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, David, right. it's letters time, baby. You do know I'm going to have to edit together a new song that, I don't know, says it's party That's... time, baby. <laughs> it's, uh, it's entirely up to you, Matt. Yeah. That's your choice. <laughs> If you want to make a rod for your own back, be my guest. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you have the time. Or letters. Uh, right, Matt. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So... A lot of the letters this month are in relation to the announcement of the Season 2 uh, Blu-ray set. Okay. Which, um, as someone who doesn't really do physical media, it holds little interest to me. <laughs> like, I, I'll be honest, I would love... I would love to have access to all the special features. But the thought of having to get up and physically put a disc in a Blu-ray player in order to access them. Just makes me tired. <laughs> this is what I've become. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a pampered little prince. Little Lord <laughs> Fauntleroy can't cross the room to put his DVD in the player. Yeah. That's the long and short of it. But anyway, um, so what, a few what people... What is the dynamic in your household where your partner's like, David, I, I must save this pigeon. So proactive. <laughs> so, like, vig not vigilant, valiant and, you know, righteous. And you're just like, I think I'm going to yeah. sit here. I can't... Uh, you put a DVD in for me. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase better half has never been true. <laughs> Right then, so we've got a couple of letters just sort of about uh, how how nice it is to have uh, that. There's there's also people speculating on what the next box set could be because, of course, they're not releasing them in series order. They're sort of jumping around between seasons. Um, we've got, uh, and you know, lots of those. Too many, if anything. Uh, we've got a letter regarding uh, David Warner, who, of course, passed away a few weeks ago. And uh, then there is, of course, the star letter. So I think what week, topic week one intrigues you? We traditionally you? go for the star letter when it's a new issue. So okay. please have the star letter, please, baby. OK, so this comes from Adrian Davis um, in uh, the Wirral. So... Uh, do you want to say hello to Adrian, Matt? Yeah, Adrian, he's a big listener. He, he probably knows that we're thinking of him. You know, he tunes in every yeah. week. 
He'll yeah. be getting all the subtle jokes that we've been making. Yes, he, yeah. He's, he's one of the the inner circle, isn't he? He's one of... Uh, I'm certain it's him that started the Neither the Time Nor the Space R Reddit page. And it was just a picture of a big yeah. thumbs up when you click on it. <laughs> um, sorry, bear with me just one moment. I'm just going to check that I didn't hear my dog yipping there. One second. then so star letter from adrian davis i really wanted to thank doctor who magazine and all of your contributors for the moving tributes to bernard cribbins in the last issue russell t davis's article was simply wonderful and all the tributes brought a tear to the eye I had no idea that John Barrowman's first professional job was with Bernard, and how wonderful to hear that they remained in contact. We often read about the Doctor Who teams being a family, but this was never clearer than when reading about all of the family losing the show's grandfather. How Bernard kept in contact with so many people is astonishing. And I think it reflects so positively on the show that everyone mentioned how much Bernard thought of Doctor Who. I would love there to be a rubber chicken somewhere in the show's 60th anniversary episodes next year to celebrate Bernard and the rucksack that he brought along to the Voyage of the Damned set. Thank you, DWM, and everyone involved for allowing us to share these tributes and memories. I'm sure I'm not alone in wishing I'd met Bernard in person to thank him for all the joy, comedy and drama he brought us over the years. So that has won Adrian a CD copy of the Third Doctor Adventures Kaleidoscope. Lucky guy. Yes. Yep. Um, Nineteen ninety nine on CD or digital. Same price. No digital discount there. Hmm. Well, there you go. We've <laughs> got to shift those those CDs, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, yes, uh, as as is often the case with the star letter, um, making sure to 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 bookend the letter by by directly praising Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some lovely. Like if we did Sorry, letter of the week, it would just be the ones that were like, "Oh, David, you're such a great guy and handsome to boot." There we go. <laughs> yeah, your handsomeness really shines through on the podcast. Yeah. Well, you've got a handsome spirit. <laughs> oh dear um, lovely fan art of Shooty um, oh. as uh, as Doctor 14 there well once we finish recording David I'm going to go do the big shop so I might go to W.H. Yeah. Smith and get it because I'm excited by this fan art I can't well wait. you know what I know, I know this is frowned upon because at the end of the day people worked hard on, on producing this magazine but I'm actually going to send you a photo of this because I really like this fan art I'm going to I, or, it's one of my favourite like things, actually. Passing this off as your own and not crediting, you know, the artist. 
Well, I will. I will um, credit Kieran Ward, according to the caption. It's the artist who who did this. Um, it's one of my favourite things when when you're in that sort of like nebulous region where a new Doctor has been announced, but they, their costume hasn't been revealed yet, and so people start speculating on what their costume might be like. There are some great ones for um, Whitaker as well. Oh, I don't mind that look for him. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I mean, if, so if we've I'm got... being sceptical, I don't think that is going to be his look. <laughs> oh, v- probably not. Probably not. But they've gone they've gone pretty classic with it. You've got so some big stompy boots, a long, like, royal blue tailcoat with very big ostentatious lapels, uh, a... Um, Sort of like purple trousers, a red waistcoat, and a yellow cravat, uh, and and he's hold, holding like a like a walking cane there. It's a little bit as well. Capaldi, isn't it? A little bit uh, Pertwee. Yeah, and I would say even a little bit uh, Colin. Mm. Yeah. With uh, with with the sort of you know the different clashing colours. I, I really hope his his costume is colourful. Yeah, that's my main sure thing. I don't. Yeah, because I've I've seen a few sort of like fashion shoots with uh, Shooty Gatwa, and like he he wears some he he has worn some pretty outlandish clothes, and he somehow pulls off absolutely everything that I've seen him wearing. Yeah, in a way that I I I I, I as a hairy doughy middle-aged man could never dream of um so that's pretty cool so yeah i I, i'm very excited to see what they do for his costume Uh, but anyway that's it for 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 letters letters this week so this month's issue of uh, dwm oh it's crossword time on the floor oh no i forgot the crossword of course I know it's our two favourite bits, the crossword and throwing the magazine down in disdain. Yeah, I, I, I jumped the gun there. We've got a whole new crossword, I'm excited. Okay. You hear that satisfying click there, I love this pen. Oh. Uh, do you know what, I've got a really good pen, a great writer, and the body of mm-hmm. the pen's made of a spring, so it's like a good fidget-like flicking pen. Ooh, lovely. That does sound nice. Right, let's let's pick a good one to start one. Yeah, more on pen chat um, next week. Okay, what, well, let's do 37 across. Clara's mum, five letters. Dead. The word is dead. <laughs> uh, oh, it's five so, letters, so it, yeah, it must uh, be... Dense. Dense, yeah. plural. <laughs> yes. I'll write that in. D E oh, A D with an exclamation S. mark it could be. Okay. Well, you know, I'll just do both. I'll put yeah. both in there. Just yeah. for safety. Right, deads. Right, okay. Uh da, 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 da. Or it could be leafy. Wasn't a mum a leaf Ooh. at one point? Uh possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um so four four down. Uh Cyber technology created by John Lumick. Um, how many letters? Oh, it's three letters. Three, three letters. letters. It's uh, and it's blank pods. 
So pods. Something pods. See, my initial idea was boring, but if it's three letters, it must just be B O R. Bore. <laughs> Bore pods. Yeah. Bore pods. Okay, that's gone in. Um. Oh, another another blank one. So time blank. Device given to the Doctor by a Time Lord on Scaro. Four letters. Four letters. This is a reference to Genesis of the Daleks, which no, uh, you've not seen. seen. But, you know, it's such a famous one. It's practically common knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, four letters, Ta- you say? Yeah, time blank. Uh, I think it's cups. Time like, cups. Yeah, just for when yeah. he needs a drink in time. Yeah. Or it could you be- know what? I... I would love a time cup, it uh, if it was like. You know, if you if you if you had if you like, made yourself, I don't know, say, a a lovely milkshake. You know when you really put the effort in on a homemade milkshake or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go to town on it, but it's not the sort of thing you're going to do with any regularity because who can be asked? But if you could just, if the the contents of the t- cup could time travel. So you could just drink it again no, whenever you want. Because wouldn't you then... Would, would it make a new milkshake or would it, like, force you to regurgitate the last one and then you can drink it? It would just, ex- it would just extract it out of time. I think you just wouldn't notice. Like, mm-hmm. uh, at some point... I, I mean, I, I haven't thought out all of the kinks. Let's, let's be honest. But in my head, it's the same milkshake every time. Well, we'll it's watch just that been Dalek story and transported. We'll see what happens there. With yeah. Them. Okay. Is that enough uh, crossword for now? Uh, do you want to do one more? We'll go for one more. One more. Okay. Um, let's see. What have we got? Um... I'm just trying to pick a good one here. Yeah. Okay, Bessie's number plate. 14 across, blank uh, uh, blank one, three letters. Um, Bessie's one. number plate. Um, let me think. Let me think. I mean, if it was me working in the prop department, I'd obviously have something like cock one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I might go with that. Or balls one. It's three letters, Matt. Three letters. So it is Cox with an X. (laughs) C-O-X. C-O-X. Cox one. Yeah. You know, just a little prank. Okay, well, we'll find out next week uh, if... uh, How we're doing. We'll we'll maybe sort of see if we can match up any of those... um, I'm sure we'll be uh, right. Anyway, so that's that's it for DWM this week. Um, cheerio! Lovely interview with Sasha Dewan in there. Or at least I assume it will be. I'll be honest. I've not read it because I'm very spoilerphobic when it comes to things. So I'll probably uh, just rifle through all all the like preview stuff in relation to Power of the Daleks after yeah. it's come out. And if any of our listeners are interested and don't mind them being a bit out of date and would like the copies of Doctor Who magazine that I've used so far because I, I don't go back and reread them, David. I don't collect them. If you want them, yeah. okay, 
you have until Wednesday to fish them out the recycling bin outside of my flat. Okay? So, there's a little competition there for all our listeners. Opportunity mm-hmm. to win two, the previous two editions of Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. Okay? They, they're uh, in mint condition, though they might have, like, bin juice on them. Yeah. And obviously... Crosswords are completed, yeah, so please forgive you know that. you'll yeah. you'll be disappointed yeah. if uh, if you're in it for the crossword. Um, right, Matt. I, I guess for, for the sake of ritual, we'd better get it over and done with. Um, we watched uh, random shoes this week. We, we did. What did you think of it? Good, good episode. Bad episode. Do we need a new scale for Torchwood? Well, I think everything, we stick to good episode, but we we go by Torchwood standards because the best episode of Torchwood is still worse than the worst episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, it feels that way at the moment. Yeah. Um, So, I I don't know. I just, whenever I've watched it, I just have a disappointing emptiness. Mm. I just feel numb. Yeah. Like, absolutely disheartened. To know that we're still going. <laughs> you know, like... Well, I mean, I, I can tell you, hand on heart, I thought this was a bad episode. I thought it was quite pre- pretty. I even go as far as to say horrible. I had a horrid time watching this, Matt. Not, it's not horrible in a grisly way, but I think there is a cynicism. And a miserableness to this that I found genuinely upsetting. Um, I, again, I applied my Doctor Who filter to this and I was like, yeah. he's not really an angel ghost, is he? There's surely aliens somewhere. And David, at the end, he was an angel ghost. Yeah, I mean, I think we're meant to think that somehow the alien eye was involved in whatever the hell the ending was but the show has no interest in providing even even an explanation that works on an emotional level let alone let alone anything that you you might consider to be a science fiction look i've been very you know um open about the fact that for me the, the Doctor Who universe, it, it's a science fantasy universe. I'm not, I'm not looking for hard sci-fi uh, here. But there seems to be no internal logic to this episode by, by, by the closing moments. And that, to me, is a problem. Um, so, yeah, and, and of course, everything leading up to that is pretty dire, in my opinion. I, yeah, I'm with you. This is yeah. a bad episode. Like, yeah, like I, 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 I applaud it. I applaud it for wanting to do something different. It definitely is an attempt for them to do something different. Um, in the way that the, I don't know if you could tell, this is one of those. In the same way that with with Doctor Who, especially in the earlier series, they would do the Doctor like story or the companion like story, where they would. Uh, basically be filming two two yeah. episodes simultaneously with different crews yeah. to maximise on budget and time. Um, 
which is why basically we only have Gwen in this. And everyone else is reduced to a background bit player. Um, So it's trying something different. It's trying to be creative. Um, But the end result is just miserable. It's dreary, isn't it? On any other day, I'd have said, yeah, this is bad. But I've just come to expect it from, like, Torchwood. So I'm just like, Yeah. yeah, this is fine, whatever. Yeah, I mean it's differently bad yeah. to like last week's bad. It's different flavor of bad, but it's still not good TV. No, I, I you know I, I wasn't emotionally affected by it other than this just sense of just like, oh, this is like, like it's just yeah I don't know it it, it kind of I I really. It really didn't sit well with me, this one, mm. this week. Anyway, uh, we'll bash through it, shall we? Get it over and done with. Yeah. And then we've got we've got, got a few days reprieve before we have to do it all again. Yeah. yeah. Most people look forward to the weekend when they're at work. <laughs> right, so this was <sighs> Random Shite. It is episode nine of season one. From yep. the 10th of December, 2010. Directed by James Erskine, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. And Great. is written by Jaquetta May. And not someone who has ever written for Doctor Who, I don't think. No, no, it's not a name I know. That, that is not a name that brings it. I mean, they, they might have done some work uh, in, you know, novels or, or Big Finish or something like that. But certainly, um, I don't recall ever seeing their name come up uh, in relation to an episode of Doctor Who on the television. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we open with a man laid in the road. This is Eugene Jones. Yes. And he is narrating. We've gone full love and monsters. Oh, yeah, right from the off. Already inviting comparisons to one of the most baffling episodes of New Who. So, he seems to know who Torchwood are, but they yeah. can't see Because him. everybody does, Matt. Yeah. Everybody knows who Torchwood are. They're like... They're like... They're basically just like the local air ambulance service or something. Yeah. <laughs> Probably got little donation boxes up around all the local shops. I, I wonder if they go into schools to do assemblies, like placement. <laughs> <laughs> You know, hello, boys and girls. If you see an alien, <laughs> come and tell us. Right. Uh, so, yeah, at first I just thought Torchwood would just be their normal arsehole selves. And, uh, but they can't see him. He was hit by a car. Yeah. So he's a ghost angel. Uh, yes, yeah. Previously, he tried to feed Torchwood info. He's one of them. He's probably in Linda. Um, yeah. And he reaches the conclusion that he must be dead. Yeah. So, right from the start, this episode uh, it, it, it indulges in this thing that the RTD era, who in particular, did a few times, where there's almost this sort of, like, self-hatred element in that Doctor Who 
is a show written by nerds for nerds, right? That, that's not up for debate. And yet, in the RTD era in particular, seems to have this almost demented glee in being quite horrible about people of a nerdish disposition. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like feeling personally body. attacked. Yeah. Personally attacked by one of the few things in life that brings me joy. Now, obviously, Torchwood does not bring me joy generally anyway, but it's part of a larger tapestry of something that does. So the thought that everyone involved in the production of this kind of holds me in disdain for just my, my own natural personality. That's quite an upsetting thing to think about. But... If, um, um, if you think yeah. about how we talk about our listeners, David, that really is like calling the cow black, isn't it? <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, so, so that's that's what they're going for this week. Basically, ha! Look at this nerd. Yeah. What a chump! He's got himself killed. I mean, obviously, you are in, invited to feel sorry for him later, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, by then you don't really want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, his phone rings, Tosh answers it, and immediately hands it to Gwen, who talks to Eugene's yeah. mum. Uh, yeah. When they all get in the car, Eugene just invites himself to sit with them and has yeah. no reflection in the mirror. But, David, when they check his phone, he has loads of pictures of... Random, Random shoes. shoes. Don't you yeah. love it when TV shows do that? Yeah. Right. So we then get. I, a I, I, I was, I've, I've been aware of the title of this, this episode for a long time, and I've always been sort of intrigued by it, and I'm really disappointed to discover that it has the most banal explanation imaginable. Yeah. Literally, some random shoes. Yeah, and actually the working title for this was apparently Invisible Yuji. Oh, I, to the point that... I'd, I'd read differently. Sorry, go I'd read it was Blue Harvest. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So we get the we get the, the initial establishment that uh, Eugene's a ghost here um, with Classic, like, sticking his hand through someone. And they're like, OK, we can do that twice... In the first scene, and then never again. At no point is this actor allowed to interact with any people or objects for the remainder of the story because they do not have the budget for it. So we flash back in time to when Eugene was young and yeah. he's in some sort of maths challenge which he loses and yeah. he's just such a disappointment to his dad. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, yeah, no, go on. So, to try and cheer him up, his teacher, who is Mace Tyrell from Game of Thrones... He is, he just pops in for a scene, doesn't he? Mm. So, he gave young Eugene an eyeball that fell from the sky. <laughs> now, in, yeah. in keeping with this, David, this, this harks back to an old episode of our pod, because this week I gave one of my students, who's been having a bit of a bad time, a gift... And I gave them the Legend of Zelda mug that I got in our gift box things ages ago. Ah, nice. Yeah. 
So there you go. Yeah. Bit more appropriate um, gift than an eyeball, isn't it? Yeah. They're not a Blondie fan, then. And then I have no. That that can be uh, your challenge to rid yourself of that mug by the end of the year. Do you know what? That box is still sat in uh, the cupboard of my desk. So it, it's right next to me still. Basically, I just popped it in there after we recorded that episode. And I've barely thought about it since. Yeah. So, listener, if you want a Blondie-branded mug, all you need to do is just go to David's house. It'll be in his bin. Uh, the bin meant yeah. on Wednesday. You've got till Wednesday. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, he gets given an eyeball from his teacher and yep. he becomes obsessed with it. Yeah. So much so that he's staring deep into it whilst his mum and dad have a domestic and his dad leaves the family home. Yeah. Okay. Now, his obsession with the eye becomes an obsession with aliens, which becomes mm-hmm. an obsession with Torchwood which becomes an obsession with Gwen. Yes. Yeah. So, in the present Um, day, Gwen tells Eugene's mum that Eugene is dead. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. um, It's it's kind of weird that Torchwood are some... Like, why are Torchwood doing... The, the family liaison stuff that surely that is look, there's no supernatural element to his death as far as they're aware mm-hmm. from a Torchwood perspective so would they not just leave that for the police to do? Yeah well I, I thought that bit was interesting because obviously they ask Gwen to do that because she's got the most police training out of anybody in Torchwood Yeah. now yeah. with Gwen being predisposed doing that that means somebody else is going to have to lead the investigation into Eugene's stuff. And of course, that job falls to man of the hour, Ianto. All of a sudden this week, David, he's an old gumshoe detective. (laughs) (laughs) He can can do anything you ask him to. Yeah, it's almost as though... They hadn't really thought about what he was for when they came up with the premise of this show. Mm. So, yeah, so he's just helping himself to all of Eugene's stuff, rooting round through the house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they look and he's got a collection of artefacts. Some of them are just obviously knockoffs, like there's a, a stone with some Rice Krispies glued to it. Uh-huh. And either way, whether they're real or not, Torchwood just help himself and steal his entire collection. You know, it's not like yes. his family might yeah. want that to remember him by. No, disallowed. So they take them all to Torchwood HQ. Eugene helps himself. He comes along as well. We see the Doctor's hand. And we, we mentioned earlier that Gwen has a lot of police training, David. So yes. would that then qualify her to perform an autopsy? Uh, apparently so. Yeah? Yeah. I love that doing and... the autopsy is the equivalent of making the coffee in any other office. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're on autopsy duty today. Go on. Yeah. Not yourself. And, and also, presumably Captain Jack, as as their erstwhile boss, is just fine with anyone having a bash at it. 
Well, it's not like it might contain useful data to help them in their quest to, uh, if I've got this right, prepare humanity for some unspecified uh, forthcoming extraterrestrial event. Yeah, lest we forget, 21st century is where everything changes. Um, Yeah, we've got to be ready, Matt. But also, for large portions of this episode, Gwen doesn't even bother going to work, and Captain Jack seems fine with that. Uh, I guess they just they they've got a good sort of flexi time policy, so you know that's that's to be commended. Mm. It doesn't matter when the work gets done, so long as it's being done, Matt. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, Gwen does the autopsy with zero medical training. Uh, Ianto yeah. has found the driver of the hit and run, who I think gets let off quite lightly in this episode, having killed a man. <laughs> Oh boy, does he? Yeah, they're not hunting him down. They'd rather go rooting through a dead man's stuff, hanging out in a yep. DVD rental shop. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, everyone's a bit sad for a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, standard hit and run. They found the driver, but Gwen just goes, "I think there's more to this. Just one of those torchwood leaping logic." Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, they're known for it. A man is dead. We know how he died. We found the person who did it. But yeah, maybe there's more to this. <laughs> Just because he occasionally hung around whilst we were trying to do stuff. Yeah. So in amongst yeah. Eugene's personal effects are some DVDs that he's rented. Uh, mm-hmm. So Gwen wants to take them back. And for half a second... I thought, is it going to be the rental shop out of Blink? But then I forgot that's in London and we're in Cardiff now, aren't we? Yeah. And also, I think this episode maybe predates Blink. Oh, wow. Imagine if they were like, oh, he's returned I... his DVDs and Owen's watching it on yeah. the screen and it's the Doctor like going wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. That would be fun, wouldn't it? But, but yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure this, this aired after Series 2... And Blink, of course, is series three. Right. So, but yeah, there's, there is a, a parallel as well, because, of course, Blink is the Dr. Light story for that series. And this is the, I guess, everyone except for Gwen Light story of Torchwood. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you miss DVD rental places? Uh, honestly, DVD rental places? The, the blockbuster video where we live has such a special place in my heart. Because yeah. it, it's where me and my friends used to meet on a night out. Because we never... Yeah. When we reached an age where we stopped going to nightclubs and stuff, we would meet there, rent some films, go to the pub next door for a drink, go to the Indian takeaway next door to that whilst we ordered food, go back, have a pint whilst the food's cooking, and then just watch films all night. Yeah. Like, Blissful. It, yeah. I, I just miss it. Yeah, there is. There was something to be said for not just having the entire history of um, recorded media available at your fingertips. Yeah, <laughs> and just just being like, okay, well, here's what they've got in, and I've seen that, and I've seen that. That's probably shite, but it might be worth a watch. You know, it might be good for a laugh or whatever. You know, just. 
Yeah, just just having to basically look at one shelf and be like, okay, I am watching one of these things tonight, whether I like it or not. So, yeah. Hold on, where are we up to? Gwen wants to return Eugene's DVD, but she also steals his phone at the same time. Uh, She goes to Eugene's local cafe because the video store isn't open. Feels like you could have checked that online. You check everything else online. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, she goes to the local cafe and asks whether they know Eugene. Nobody knows him, even though he went there every day. Uh, she has two eggs, ham and chips, and that's what Eugene used to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, looked... it's, it is as though her subconscious is being faintly tickled by his presence. Yeah. yeah. I can work out if that was actually happening or not. Well, I think that's the thing. It's, kind, it's meant to be kind of ambiguous. I mean, I think by the end, we, we can conclude that he was some kind of space ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... So it, you know, it it it, it was happening on that level, uh, but it it's kind of it's 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 a very weak psychic link, isn't it? So whilst there, she looks at all the photos of all the shoes, trying to deduce what's going on. Yeah. Uh, then I've just written David. Why in Doctor Who and Torchwood are all video store staff weirdos? Again, I think it's kind of there's an element of uh, self hatred going on yeah. there because it, you know it, it's, uh, th- there's overlap, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, this one's this one in particular is a proper creep, though. Yeah. So Gwen then goes to Eugene's workplace to meet his friend Gary. And no one at work really cares about Eugene except for Gary and Linda. Um, yeah. Eugene had told Linda he'd planned to sell his alien eye on eBay. And people had mm-hmm. bid on it. It had gone for £3,000 and then jumped up to 15000 Yeah. Lovely bit of free advertising for eBay this week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Surprised, surprised they didn't come up with... Uh... Bigwise.net. A, a, a different... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so Eugene's mum calls Gwen. They sit together and watch the maths challenge video. And yeah. Eugene, he's got like a Because that's, that's what you do, isn't it? If, if your child died, um, uh, uh, you know, at a... You know, uh, um, before you and you were, you were sort of emotionally bereft, what you would do is, I know... I shall watch the home video of his biggest failure. Yeah. The, 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 the moment of shame that haunted him for the remainder of his life. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's how I want to remember my son. But then Eugene seemingly has a younger brother. Yeah. Who, there's quite a gulf in age. So I don't even think yeah. his younger brother was alive when this maths challenge happened. But he seems, Probably not. He seems or to maybe know everything about everything. Yeah. Um, because Eugene, it turns out, had found his dad online. He'd been told that his dad had died, or no, his dad was working in America for some big company. Yeah. Uh, it turns out yeah. he just lives down the road, and just massive coincidence, Eugene had never bumped into him. That's what I was going to say. I was like, at the very least, say he's like. <laughs> 
moved moved to Swansea or something. <laughs> like, but li- literally just a different part of the same city. Yeah. And it, over the course of the intervening, what, 15 years? Yeah. They've, they've literally never crossed paths and no one's ever said to Eugene, you know what, I've heard your dad is, is you know, working such and such a place. Like, nothing, never. Yeah. I, that absolutely beggars belief. Um, so yeah, the Gwen goes and spies on Eugene's dad. Yeah, absolutely needless because his dad is, you know, an absent father. He's got no relationship with his son. What evidence could he ever possibly provide? Yeah. Okay. So Jack questions Gwen on her investigation, and we find out the eye could be a Dogon Sixth's eye. So, and I, at this point, I was like, all right, here we go. Something's going to happen here. Yeah. So it's an eye which looks behind you. You can see where you've been. It's important, David. It's like a metaphor yeah. for life and reflection. Yeah. I, 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 genuinely, this, this episode, it did get my hopes up for a second. That we were going to get a bit of proper alien action before the end of, of the episode. Like, up until this point, we're about, what, halfway point? Yeah, it's probably. been, it's been, you know, fairly standard kitchen sink drama. I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to get Doctor Huey on on us now. Yeah, jokes on you. Okay, <laughs> so Gwen finds a flyer for a talk about black holes in amongst Eugene's stuff, and when she gets there, she bumps into Eugene's friend Gary, who runs away, thinks he's in trouble. Because yeah. it turns out all the bids on eBay were actually from Gary, who was trying to cheer Eugene up by making the eye seem more important than it may be. Okay. Yeah, because that's that's what great friends do, really. They they that they enable their delusions and fantasies. David, I've been doing that <laughs> with this podcast for four years. <laughs> <laughs> it's you telling me that no, we need to stop? I, I, Matt, are you telling me that we don't actually have any listeners at all? Yeah. <laughs> all of the tweet, all of the people who tweet every week, those are just like sock puppet accounts you've set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it turns out, David, <laughs> I'm actually Sonia from the Marty McLean Hall of Fame. I'm, I, I'm also Marty McLean. Yeah. I made up Marie Boudreau whilst I was having a coffee years ago. <laughs> and you're in too deep now. Yeah. You know, you can't... <laughs> yeah. We, are, we don't have any listeners. I'm just so busy pretending. <laughs> right. So, Eugene thinks the alien's coming back because there was this huge bid of £15,000. Yeah. And he says, well, that must be the alien wants it back. Okay. And he got an email summoning him to a restaurant. They call it a restaurant, David. It's a little chef on the side of the road. It's a services. It is, yeah. Um, well, it's sort of... I think it, it's it's a dual reference to Little Chef and, of course, Happy Eater. Mm. Now, Happy Eater died a death... When exactly? Late 90s, maybe? Yeah, I believe so. And Little Chef 
more more recently, but I think that went under what five six years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, relatively yeah. recently. Just yeah, but it's you know relic of a bygone era. So yeah. yeah, do you have any nostalgia related to 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 either of those? Um, I I can hand on heart say I don't believe I've ever been to a little chef. Um, but I was always I definitely went to, to one a couple their, of times. Like, big trucker breakfast, where it had like six yeah. fried eggs, eighteen sausages, and crap like that. Yeah, yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, my 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 enduring memory of happy eaters was that uh, we would pass one on the road uh, betwixt Daventry and Northampton. Okay. So um, on the, you know, sort of once a month when I'd saved up enough pocket money uh, that my, my dad would take me and my brother, you know, over into Northampton to, to, to splash some cash, we would always pass that happy eater en route. So... I have this weird... Uh, that is, like, my, my, my only real association with them. Because I never set foot in one. But just sort of, like... Um, it, it, I have that, that weird glimmer of nostalgia, if you like. But, yeah, soulless places. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a surprise that they haven't endured into the 21st century. <laughs> right. When... We arrive. Gwen begins questioning whose shoes were with Gary's in the photo. Mm. She recognises his shoes. Yeah. And it turns out that ghost Eugene is having the most fun he's ever had in his life and doesn't really want Gwen to solve this case. He's having too much fun being weird stalker ghost. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when Gwen arrives at the restaurant... Um, we get a little flashback to Eugene arriving to sell the eye and as he arrives it's Gary and video shop guy are sat yeah. there uh, they tease him a little bit saying you know they've done these bids but somebody had legitimately bid £15,000 mm -hmm. okay so Eugene is raging he's so angry the only thing he can do to calm himself down is take pictures of everybody's shoes the random shoes. Yes, yeah. I mean, hard to understand why that was his impulse at that moment. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to work out, was it supposed to be him fumbling his phone or something? Uh, maybe, but it's, I mean, they're very nicely, you know, very focused, mm. if, if they are. It's not easily done on, 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 a, on a camera of, uh, phone of that vintage. Yeah. So the video shop man tries to steal the eye because he wants to sell it on to this £15,000 bidder. Um, so to protect it, genuinely believing it was alien artefact, Eugene just eats it. It's just like Great. Yeah. prison rules, that, isn't it? Swallow it in a condom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we then cut back to the present where Gary and video shop man, whose name is Josh, we find out at this point, have returned. Uh -huh. uh, they chased him out of the cafe and lost sight of him. Uh, so, you know, we know where that leads. 
Uh, yep. Gwen calls Eugene's dad to tell him of the accident. Really overstepping her boundaries, I feel. <laughs> yes. Especially as, um, you know, again, I, I, I will... I, I will I will ask where is the official family liaison officer from the police who should be investigating this incident? Yeah. They're just nowhere to be seen, are they? No, no, no actual police no. seem to have any uh, presence in this story. So Eugene recounts his death. Basically, he'd run away from his two friends into the road, got hit, but by swallowing the eye, he had the chance to look back on his life. Yeah. So he attends sure. his own funeral. Yeah. Uh, disappointingly small crowd, I would say. Um, yeah. And his dad sings Danny Boy. Now, <sighs> his, his dad has been an absent father. They're estranged. So he yeah. thinks, I'll tell you what will really endear me to all these people I abandoned. I'm just going to invite <laughs> myself to the funeral and burst into song. <laughs> I think the moment is meant to be he doesn't know what to say. He's like all of his regret is sort of coming home to roost. Mm. And so it, in the absence of knowing what to say, because he basically had no involvement with him uh, after a certain point, the only thing he can do is think, think to do is to sing. But uh, oh my God, that goes on and on, doesn't it? Like. Yeah. It's like a full minute yeah, of the episode. A little bit it's too just long, this... isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the coffin's lowered, and just awkwardly, Gwen had yeah. popped in just to see The Undertaker and just yeah. saying, um, Look, before he died, he actually swallowed this eye. So, before you cremate him, <laughs> any chance you can have a root round? Just, just whip that out for us. Yeah, I, I wonder if they took it out before or after. I wonder if it survived the cremation. Yeah. Um, they did also. She did. She must have been terrible at that autopsy as well. Yeah, she totally missed that. <laughs> but you know, like we yeah. say, she's not qualified. No. Hopefully, now she's got like a scout badge for autopsies. Right. Uh, do you think that? Do you think torch would operate a, a badge system? I think so. Yeah, like like at McDonald's, if you do the fries, <laughs> you get a little star on your badge. Oh, excellent! So torch would then claim the eye, and Gwen sees the dad reconcile with his other son. So you know, yeah, all's well that ends well. Uh, yeah, it, it only it only took him the, the death of his of his firstborn. To make him realise that maybe he needs to pull his socks up and, and occasionally speak to his children. Um, I, are we meant to have any sympathy for that man? I don't know. Because it, he's... He's learnt the he's error never, of his ways. Or... Yeah, may, maybe, maybe. But, like, what an arsehole up until that point. Mm. Well, Gwen loves this emotional moment and begins walking... Yeah. Slowly towards it. Yeah. Uh, and would you believe there's an oncoming speeding car? <sighs> which Eugene manages to come back to life just enough to push Gwen out of the way <laughs> and save her. Because I've written, he's back. And I was like, oh, wow. Imagine if you've attended his funeral and really made you peace with the fact you're never going to see him again. He's back. Um, yeah. But then 
Gwen gives him a little kiss to thank him. He gives yeah. her the eye and says goodbye. And then he just sort of goes to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, heaven, canonical in, in the, in the yeah. uh, Doctor Who universe. Yeah, right. Uh, so great. Uh, also, I just think it's not fair, is it, for the show to tease us like this and make us think that maybe they're about to kill off Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> Only to to cruelly rip that away from us at the last minute. I, I'd like to think there's a DVD extra, like a first draft of this episode, where rather than rising up to heaven, he sinks down to hell. <laughs> 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 like, like his dad like goes... Goodbye, yeah. Eugene. You can go now. Everything's okay. <laughs> and they all start looking up as if he's going to float to heaven, and he's just like lowering <laughs> just, into the ground. Just sucked down, flames <laughs> licking around him. Yeah, and then Ianto so, yeah. finishes so, his investigation, and he's just found loads of like incriminating evidence. And it turns out Eugene's <laughs> a real badden. Either that, or just God has a rule no dorks in heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you look at what videos it was he'd been renting, they were all real <laughs> horrible video nasties. Uh, well, anyway, uh, sadly, we didn't get that. But uh, um, I mean, this ending, but this this ending is, I, I, I ge- genuinely, I couldn't believe what I was what witnessing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how? How did they think this was a satisfying ending for this episode? I, I think like, it's how the... every episode should end now. Someone just floats <laughs> up to the heavens. It's it's up there with in the forest of the night and that that girl just being mag- just magically walking out of a bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but also, can you imagine what it would actually be like for those people? They've just attended his funeral all of a sudden he's back and then he's immediately gone again yeah like that would that would just mess you up for life yeah how are torchwood gonna like explain this one away well i mean unfortunately we don't have to because it's it's uh you know story of the week isn't it they yeah. just it will never be referenced again yeah i but suppose hey, they do have they his got... like body on a slab <laughs> you know? yeah and they've got and they've got the magic eyeball so, you know, never know, might come into play later. But, like, they were just, like, what are the rules? What does that eyeball actually do? Well, who knows, David? I'm sure it will <laughs> tie in at some point. Oh. It, it's I, almost I like, to like... You, you know on Loki, where he goes to the time agency and they've just got a drawer full of infinity stones? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just imagine like Ianto's desk. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a magic eye. You don't die if you've got that. Oh, that's a glove yeah. that brings people back to life. Yeah. You know, what a what a garbage program we've committed to watching here, David. Oh dear, oh dear. I, I want to like it, Matt. Mm. I want to like. I I feel like I I keep saying that, but I want to be clear to the listeners. I'm. I'm not someone who takes enormous pleasure in just ragging on something every week. I'm not I'm not someone who like intentionally watches bad films to just point and laugh and be like, haha, this is so trashy and rubbish. Like I I I, I like I like stuff that has a certain shonky charm to it sometimes. But Torchwood doesn't have that. It's just 
poorly it's aged poorly it um and, and it's just badly executed and it doesn't i keep coming back to this it's a show with an identity crisis what does it want to do does it want to be a crime show does it want to be a sci-fi show does it want us to like these people uh, does it want us to detest them and really torture them to just the bad guys? Um, are, are, is Torchwood a secret agency or not? It, it, it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. And that even comes down to the character. Like, we get a whole episode of basically non-stop Gwen. Do we know anything about Gwen that we didn't know in episode one? No. Right. We, she hasn't progressed at all, has she? No. Um, if and anything, I, I, don't... I, I just like her less. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah, she just... What, what charm she had has been very quickly eroded <laughs> by, by, by the events of the last few episodes. And I, I genu genuinely think she has become one of the worst aspects of this show. And yet she's this, she's our ostensible, like, our, our sort of linchpin, if you like. Speaking of worst our parts of audience. the show, David, do you want some listeners' yes. tweets? Uh, yeah, sure, go on. Because we recorded so late last week, I didn't put a message out until last night, so we've only got two. Oh, thankful for small mercies, eh? Yeah, but... The they're pretty on point. I like that. The listener tweets okay. are okay this week. I'll say that much. Okay, hit so me with them. James Swift says, Do you remember Love and Monsters? It's like if they made a boring version of that. Ah, oh, nailed it. Yeah. Oh, but that could have saved us 45 minutes, couldn't it, Matt? Well, I think James Courtney might have Tweet of the Week this week. Okay. I think he really sums up what Random Shoes is. As James okay. Courtney simply says, another episode of Torchwood. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair play, James. Yeah, um, you need to say no more, really. Yeah. Well, do you want to know what we're watching next week, Matt? Go on. Let's have it. It's, an, it's another episode of Torchwood. Yeah. It's entitled Out of Time. So, yeah, make of that what you will. Like, uh, when we did Doctor Who, and you'd be like, oh, yep. this week we're looking at, I don't know, whatever. I'd be like, oh, right, cool, I'm quite intrigued by that. Now, you could yeah. just say, um, next week, Matt, we're watching Shit Sandwich. And I'd just be like, I don't <laughs> care, David. Like, it, uh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not. I, I can't wait. Let, I can't wait for Sarah Jane Adventures Series 2. Nobody has well, ever said that sentence before. <laughs> uh, let me just remind you, we have, including next week's, we have four episodes left of Series 1 of Torchwood. Great. So, we're, you know, we're in the home stretch now, Matt. Yeah. We'll be done then, of course, before, there, there, is, there is... We'll be done before Christmas, won't we? Not quite Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely, but before the end of the year, I think we'll we'll be done mm -hmm. with this. Uh, 
enormously disappointing programme. Um, but until then, as, al uh, as always, listeners, thank you so much for listening. We're sorry. We're, we're sorry, aren't we, Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I genuinely am, okay? I know people are tuning in and they're like, oh, let's see what the boys are up to this week. And we're just, we've just become rumps. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, next week, pr I promise you, pigeon upside. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And by next okay, week, Jake. I All might right. have bought a new episode of Doctor Who magazine. Probably yeah, who not. knows? Right. Probably not. I know you've tried to sign off a couple of times, David. I'll let you say goodbye. <laughs> As always, thank you ever so much for listening, and until next time, everyone. Cheerio. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.